Hey, Craig, thank you very much for uh, coming to the interview today. Can you just state who you are and what you do? Hi, it's uh, Craig Leonard here. I'm from uh, the Australian Pink Diamond Trade Centre, and I'm a tangible asset investment specialist. So, Craig, tell me, why is Pink Diamonds the next biggest thing? Um, well, uh, well, Australian Pink Diamonds, when we say Pink Diamonds, it's Australian Pink Diamonds, predominantly Argyle Pink Diamonds. Um, uh, the, the, the new Fabergé egg, as you could say. Uh, and they're out for their, they're being mainly because they're being outperforming uh, gold, silver, precious metals, the Australian property market, the Australian all ordinaries, um, Hang Seng, Dow Jones, S&P. I could go on forever um, for pretty much the last 37 years. Uh, they've never gone down in price. It's always been one-way traffic, and that's up. Um, and the beautiful thing about um, these particular diamonds is the Argonne mine closed three years ago, uh, and these diamonds are insanely, incredibly rare. So there's not a great deal of these stones. And to, uh, Can another mine open up um, to get these pink diamonds? Yeah, the mine, the, the mine actually, the Australian Argyle Pink Diamond Mine opened up in uh, 1984. No, no, can, can someone find another mine where these... Oh, okay. Yeah, no, so basically the, we, we, we had a really unique um, diamond deposit. Our, all our diamonds come from a rough called Lamprolite. Now, Lamprolite Pink Diamonds are exclusively only from Australia. Every other diamond, including white and pink diamonds from around the world, come from a, a uh, type of rough called kimberlite. So they're very, very different in, uh, in DNA, and they're also very, very different in colour saturation. So only the uh, strong bubblegum uh, uh, pink diamonds come out of Australian lamprolite mines, and Australia is the only mine on planet Earth uh, that is a that is a lamprolite. What well, also was that was a lamprolite uh, producing mine. There's no other mine being discovered on planet Earth, um, and so at this stage, uh, there is no foreseeable uh, future for uh, a new vein of uh, these rare pink diamonds. So. So what about, like, why would people go with diamonds over gold? I mean, isn't gold and silver the, the best thing to go for? Well, look, gold and silver, uh, I mean, uh, if we actually look at uh, in times of conflict, uh, you know, everybody rushes out and buys precious metals like gold and silver because basically uh, people, people look at it's a safe haven or we could say a hedge against currency. So what happens is during times of... Uh, uh, war or times of uh, conflict, the gold and silver price go up. But as soon as these conflicts seem to level out and drop off, the price of gold crashes. And if we actually look at the price of gold compared to, let's say, 2013 time markers to now, gold's cheaper today than it was in 2013. So we're looking at a long-term investment. Um, the, the, easiest, the easiest way is if, if you're buying, let's say, gold or silver because they've just recently, when I say recently, within the last two weeks, have just had a major crash again within the last two weeks. Um, so, But if we're, we're actually having a look at uh, people buying gold and silver as the word investment. Now, if you look up the word investment, what it means, it means to invest, investing is to put your assets or money into an asset that is going to appreciate, not depreciate. 
So the whole idea is gold and silver would be possibly the worst investment that you could possibly consider putting your money in. It's good as a hedge because it's um, uh, it's it's easily liquidated, very easily liquidated. But if we actually have a look at um, at how gold is sold, and we're talking tangible gold, not buying gold on paper. Let's say you buy an, uh, an ounce of gold three months ago um, at the very peak, three months at the very peak, at very peak. So when you buy um, gold from a bullion house, like let's say ABC, something like that, what you will do is they will charge you 9% above spot price. So let's say gold is trading at 1,700 US an ounce. You'll pay 1,700 an ounce plus 9%, which is spot price. Now, when you go to sell gold, they will charge you spot, plight, spot price minus 9%. Okay, so that's an 18% variation. So for you to make a profit, you for you to make a profit, wherever you have purchased that gold, whatever point in the line you purchased that gold, it has to have gone up a minimum above 18%. So it has to, to make a 2%, it has to hit 20% growth and you make a 2% profit. But what actually happens is at the present moment, let's say you bought three months ago, um, now that gold price has dropped and now you want to sell it, you'll take roughly, because of spot prices, you'll take, take roughly about a 25% loss. So you lose about a quarter of your money that you actually invest. So what about diamonds? I mean, what about when someone wants to sell the diamond? I mean, when the gold went down, did diamonds go up? I mean, has diamonds, let's, what's let's, the average let's, of let's, diamonds? Let's, the same, let's, let's take that, uh, a same sort of, uh, from 2013, let's draw the same line of gold from 2013 to now, and let's say, let's take your uh, generic Argos certified pink diamond, an Argos certified pink diamond, uh, which is being, comes with the Argos lot number, cut and polished by Rio Tinto, et cetera, et cetera. Now, if we actually look from 2013 uh, to current day, and this is actual a accurate data, the price increase on average is between 21 to 28% growth per year, per year on average. So the whole idea wow. is, so if we're, and this is, this is baseline. So, I mean, we can go right back to 2005, um, to 2005 to 2000, uh, to 2020 when the actual mined, and we, we can actually look through uh, Rio Tinto's actual uh, actual sales data reports, and they show a 28% growth. And then we actually have a look at the International Natural Coloured Diamond Association uh, in New York, which are they they work through the, the New York Stock Exchange, etc., uh, which which use them as the go-to for for diamond prices. And they're saying that uh, uh, across the board, and this is uh, Argol Argol Diamonds predominantly. They saw across the board and going into the big ones, the same time, 21% growth. So, uh, so the whole idea is because obviously they had other diamonds in there that weren't Argyle as well, which had a much lower growth than the Argyle. But with that said, um, that's where we get the 21 to 28% growth. You have a look at gold in the same time, and we take in uh, and we take in spot, you know, spot sales. If you bought in 2013, $100,000 worth of gold. Um, today you'll sell that for ninety thousand dollars, hypothetically. Um, if you bought a hundred thousand dollars worth of argyle pink diamonds in two thousand and thirteen, um, today it's sitting at around about four hundred k. So it's it's a it's a very very 
uh, it, that, it's a very unique situation, and that's why uh, Argyle Pink Diamonds, if you read about them, you'll see they're constantly being referenced, referenced to Fabergé eggs. And to explain where that reference comes, uh, comes together, uh, we've, if we actually look at a Fabergé egg, um, there's been several Fabergé eggs that have been tracked throughout history, um, and one in particular was called the Winter Egg. Uh, it was released in 1917, and it was sold when when converted. It was sold for 900 Australian dollars. Um, now, 900 Australian dollars back in um, uh, back then was a crazy amount of money. But if we actually have a look at throughout history, it sold four times. Now, the last time it just recently, the very very last time it just sold, it sold for 48 million US dollars. Okay, so let me ask a question: If I was to buy a diamond from you now for, let's say, $20,000, $20, let's say, and I bought it as my own company and I've decided to sell that to myself, how is that going to benefit me? Okay, so if you, if you bought it, the difference is two different types. So if your company, if your company bought a pink diamond uh, uh, through, through it as a company investment, uh, there's a specific way where we can actually uh, we can actually help you put it through as a 100% tax deduction. So you could technically buy that $20,000. It's a 100% instant tax write-off against your company, um, and uh, uh, there's a very specific way that it's actually done. Um, but one, but if you, uh, which we provide you all that information, etc. But um, being a company asset, it's actually then. Uh, then you can resell it to yourself uh, at uh, basically you can nominate whatever your price you wanted to sell it yourself and uh, uh, legally transfer the asset out of your uh, out of the company into your name at let's say hypothetically 10, 10 cents in the dollar um, transferring the asset which obviously saves you a lot of sales tax but it's 100 percent legal okay and the other thing is if I wanted to, buy diamonds over gold how easy is it for me to be able to sell it i mean um can i travel with it unlike gold how it's super heavy um how easy is it to to use diamonds is diamonds tangible in any country can i sell it anywhere the, the beautiful thing about like using an argyle branded diamond is uh, uh um the argyle stones they're uh they all have their uh argyle lot number which can be validated um through the Rio Tinto system, uh, and they are in such great demand all over planet Earth that they're very easily liquided, uh, liquidated anywhere on planet Earth. But the great thing is, in a thimble, you could put a million, two million dollars worth of diamonds into a thimble um, and transfer, transport them anywhere in the world. That's why we like to call them stealth wealth because uh, they don't have to be registered like property, etc. Now, to move two million dollars worth of bullion. Um, or silver, you would need uh, a pallet. So uh, it's yeah, it's a totally, it's a, it's just a totally different thing. But you don't buy silver or gold as a an investment. You buy it as a hedge to uh, just as a currency hedge. So you can transfer, take your money and transfer it to another currency. You never expect to make money. You should expect only to lose money. But it is a good hedge against meaning to say. If I had a million dollars worth of gold, I can transfer that gold 
somewhere else and get, uh, you know, maybe 900000 lose a little bit, but I can liquidate it so the currency stops existing or, or they freeze the currency, etc. But where you'd be talking Argyle Pink Diamonds, um, if you over the same time period, um, you can do exactly the same thing. But the difference being is they're consistently going up and up and up and up in value. Um, and it's supply and demand, you know. And these things, there's still, uh, there's still a small amount on the market. But if we jump forward to, let's say, five years from now, um, you will only see these things in museums or at, you know, Christie's and Sotheby auction houses. So the next question is, why, why are you and me talking about pink argyle diamonds and crypto? And what makes well, you want to bring get into the crypto market? What, what made you realise that diamonds and, and crypto could actually be an area where there's a niche in the market? Well, cryptocurrency is exactly, if you look at it, uh, cryptocurrency is obviously a tax haven. Uh, it's also a, a way of uh, transporting uh, currency all over, uh, anonymously all over the world. Um, but unlike Argyle Pink, which is, which is exactly what you can do with Argyle Pink Diamonds, it's a, it's a currency that can be still uh, taken all over the world, but it's tangible. So the whole idea is um, if uh, certain rules and regulations and laws change with crypto at any time, um, people are scrambling. There's no rules or regulations that can change with these diamonds. They are a tangible asset that are consistently going up in value and will, as I said, will continue to do uh, for, for literally forever. And I sat during, uh, I went to a Hong Kong International Diamond Expo and I was sitting at a seminar for the head of uh, Christie's Auction House, Christie's of New York. And the question was actually asked to the actual gentleman uh, conducting the actual uh, speech talking about uh, reselling jewellery and uh, diamonds, etc., through uh, Christie's Auction House. And the question was actually asked about um, what will happen to the price of Argyle Pink Diamonds? Will they eventually, will they eventually outprice the market and stop going up in value? And he sat back in the chair and smiled, and he said very, very calmly, he said, "Exceptional things will always sell for exceptional prices." And uh, and everyone just shook their head and said, "Okay, we get it." So you so know, tell me, so having, tell if you're so having a look at these kind of numbers. And the actual, the actual numbers of these things, and if we do a comparison to, let's just say, normal white diamonds. And we all know everybody sits there and, you know, how valuable a normal white diamond is and how much they're going up in, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But if we do a, a straight at comparison, from, 2000 and, from 2005 to 2020, there was 11,000, that's 11,000, carats of argyle pink diamonds produced and certified that's eleven thousand carats in the same time planet earth produced 2.4 billion carats of white diamonds so if you actually have a look at statistically that is 0.004 of one percent of those diamonds were argyle pink now every single year planet earth uh, according to uh, according to um, uh, diamond news all over the planet, all over uh, all over planet Earth on the actual production that's being bought in each year. There's roughly about 140 million carats of diamonds mined every single year on planet Earth. So every year goes by, 
that 0.004% gets less. So if you have a look in a 15 year, so so based on the last 15 years from 205 to 220, there was 2.4 billion carats, um, which means to say over the, from 2020 to uh, 2035, there'll be another 2.4 billion carats mined. But the Argos stones, there's no more. So, so what if so what if I wanted to buy a diamond from you? What if I wanted to buy a diamond from you and I decided, hey, I've just made a massive amount of money through the bull run. How would I go ahead and be able to get that diamond from you with my crypto? And what crypto would I use? Uh, okay, so uh, at the present moment, uh, at the present moment, we're doing a limited edition uh, Argol coin, as you know, through you. And um, uh, we're doing that through uh, USDT at the present moment. And then uh, we will be implementing a section where pretty much you can go through and you can buy hypothetically a million dollar investment stone with your crypto and uh, and it can be transported to you or we actually have uh, transported to you anywhere on planet Earth or if you wanted to stay, uh, if you didn't want to take delivery of it and you wanted to stay still, uh, we actually have in, in, our, uh, in, in our building, we actually own wealth storage vault services um, and so basically you can actually uh, you can actually store the diamond there uh, for, for a fee for as long as you please. So this wealth storage vault, what, what is it? Is it like just a normal safe or is it something big? Is there security? What, what, what is it? So wealth storage vault services, uh, it's on level one at the, uh, uh, at the Australian Pink Diamond Investment uh, uh, the, at the Trade Centre building. Uh, we actually own the building. Uh, we own the Trade Centre and we actually own the vault service. So on level one. So it's a Lloyds of London uh, level one. So it's the highest security vaulting service uh, that you can actually have in Australia. Um, it's a 100% a, a fully insured by Lloyds of London, uh, who are the underwriters for it. Uh, and it is, um, uh, it vaults within, it's vaults within a vault. So the whole idea of uh, the whole idea of wealth storage is it's basically the Fort Knox of Australia. So what you're saying is it's pretty much impossible for someone to be able to get in there. It's it's it is impossible. Uh, you know, Ocean's Eleven. It, it's a myth. Okay, perfect. Well, thank you very much for that, Craig. I do appreciate um, you taking your time now to have this discussion to educate people about this situation. Um, so just quickly before we go, uh, if someone was in America and they wanted to purchase um, diamonds from you after we have those specials, and can you talk about really quickly about these coins? Um, what is the rarity of them? What is the, the value? What are you going to be selling them for? And um, why should we grab one? Okay, so it's a the actual uh, the Argol art coin, uh, which is basically... Um, uh, which will be actually put through. It's the the work is actually done by an artist called Sharon Daffson. She's done a limited a limited edition uh, artwork on both sides of the coin. So there's two works of art. Now, what makes Sharon Daffson uh, unique or special? She actually holds the world record for the most expensive work of art ever sold by a living female artist. So she's in the record books. Um, she's, uh, 
most of her works of art, pretty much there's nothing, uh, there's nothing that she, there's no work of art that exists except for these coins that is that she has sold for less than about fifty thousand dollars up. Um, most of her artwork is getting close to the million to two million dollar mark, getting up that way. So this is a limited of two hundred and eighty eight coins. Now there are one ounce of silver and eighteen karat gold. And now the beautiful thing embellished in those are four Argol certified pink diamonds. Now each pink diamond is a the color grade is five pp, which is fancy intense purplish pink, and the clarity grade is VS. So they are extremely high quality. Um, the actual coins come in a beautiful presentation box with an actual card with, uh, that is actually signed by Sharon Jasson, the actual artist. Um, it comes with an independent valuation through the Australian Jury Valuation Association, uh, Values Association, um, and it's being sold under valuation. So the whole idea is so it's actually uh, available only through crypto. So if you actually showed up with a handful of cash, it's not available. You, you, it can only be purchased through crypto, um, these coins. Uh, now, uh, when, they, when you officially release them, uh, then they'll. Then we can basically start taking through one of the websites, which you will, which you can actually let your uh, people know where it's going, etc. And uh, once you've had your run, uh, if there are any remaining co uh, coins left, then we'll actually release it to the uh, to the standard crypto market. But um, based on the phone calls that we've been receiving already, um, I don't think that's going to be the case. Perfect. Excellent. Well, look, thank you very much for your time, Craig. I do appreciate it. Um, and thank you for uh, taking your busy schedule on a Saturday as well. It's been a pleasure speaking with you. And um, yeah, you have a good day. And I'm looking forward to uh, catching up with you when we head over to Sydney. And I'm um, looking forward to the big stealth launch of this as well. Beautiful. Always great chatting to you. Okay, I'll talk to you soon. No worries. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye.